recording here and extend this thingamajig, also known as a microphone, to my beautiful wife. A microphone? Fancy. <laughs> you know, for for our incredible singing voices and whatnot. Yeah, no, no, no. This is sh- this is a uh, a song and dance show, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, I mean, especially okay, this episode. <laughs> good, <Aloha>. good. Because <laughs> if I'm not going to be singing and dancing about demons and angels, <laughs> then then I quit. <laughs> What's better than Rachel Weiss? Two of them. <laughs> How do you get into hell through a cat? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was watching that part like, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh yeah. Makes so much sense Ma- now. Yeah. Magic. <laughs> uh, so how you doing, man? I'm I'm alright. I'm alright. Are those <sighs> fabulous student students of yours? Uh they're they're okay. <laughs> You've let them all survive? <laughs> uh yeah, no, well, good gosh. So semester one just ended and uh woo! Lots, lots more F's than I anticipated. Oh. <laughs> but what are you gonna do? I mean, you can't. I, I honestly cannot make this class any easier. Yeah, so you just blame it on the Rona. I, you know what? You got to blame it on the Rona. You got to blame it on a little bit of the online learning. But I don't know. There's, there is a surmountable amount of apathy just going around. Like the kids don't have any desire to try and do as much so it just yeah. it reflects in everything else have you uh considered uh referring them to everything i learned from movies available <laughs> on all their favorite podcatchers <laughs> no, I, th- I think the apathy is just sort of like in the culture right now because it's like you know like like shelter in place essentially and everybody's like oh so that means it's just a big long weekend and it's like no, 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 you, you still may have to get work done. Nope, I'm home, so shelter in place is a weekend. Well, it's oh, been gosh. a year now. It's a weekend! <laughs> right, right. No, 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 it's... I don't know. I mean, they can they can log into class, but whether or not they're actually paying attention or not, that's another issue. Yeah, they are all got their switches. And... Right. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I'm going to, like, play devil's advocate, because I'm hearing a lot of people go, like... Well, you know, and I fully acknowledge that there are many difficulties for many students, like not no quiet areas for studying, access to reliable internet, access to reliable devices, whatever. But if like you're able to log in, you're able to log in. This is really a test for when they get into college, because the reality is these days, everybody's going to take at least a couple of online classes that you're going to have to pass to graduate. Right, and right, then, and I and I think the only difference there, because I made the same argument, but the only difference is, is that when you are in college and you do have online courses, you're purposely choosing to do true, those. True. So that's the that's the only slight difference. But it it is a testament to the fact that well, colleges have been doing online classes for years oh yeah oh at least 20 because i took online classes they were just starting to roll them out when i was in college and units were 11 11 dollars a piece so Mm -hmm. that's how old i am i've got degrees from (laughs) cornell so (laughs) yes have i ever been to ithaca fuck no (laughs) yeah a couple of cornell certificates yeah it's uh, i don't know it's it's a bit of a mess and then new semester means kids who failed last semester are now being placed in more English classes to make up for the credit that they failed the previous semester. Mm. So I had like nine new students dumped on me this week. 
Well, yeah, is tough. <sighs> right. No, no, no. And I, and I get that. I get that. <laughs> um, but, man, when they're dropped on you with, like, no warning, and you, like, open up the tab to, you know, take roll, and you're like, who the, who the hell is this? What is, <laughs> oh wait they, i got where, more unengaged losers damn it <laughs> well, well let's just say you say english is tough or if you phonetically sounded out toaga toaga like though wait all right did, did everyone notice that john was eating some filet mignon yes <laughs> mm. uh, he had some uh he had some lasagna the night before and, uh, you know, he ate it up with a kniff. Kniffy. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's K-Knife and you know it. No. <laughs> Everybody pull out Wash. your K-Knives. <laughs> Wash it down with some champagne. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Good old champers. All right. Now let's talk about French for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Steve, you studied a little bit of Chinese, right? Uh, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> a little bit of Mandarin. So what is the one that looks like a horse mean? <laughs> I think it means horse. How do you pronounce it? I don't know. I don't know if it's ma or ma or ma. Uh, ma. I think that uh, you're engaged to Drew now Won it for one of the... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Apparently I just said, would you be my cotton wife? Wait. <laughs> That would be the rule. Just influence. See who would win. Demons stay in hell. Angels in heaven. They call it the balance. I need to see what you see. You do this, there's no turning back. You see them. They see you. Understand?
Yeah! Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I, I Learned From Movies. Movies. And tonight... Oh, tonight. Oh, we are talking Devil Mom! Yeah! With 2005's Constantine. I was like, oh, I saw this in high school. Oh, it was in college for me, but yeah, definitely saw it in the theater. I saw this at the Dollar Theaters as a double feature with uh, Daredevil. Oh, (laughs) poor creature. (laughs) Uh, But we are not alone for this one. Oh, gee, should I have not put on the Tommy Girl then? (laughs) I mean, that's okay. Uh, Because joining us, besides... Dr. Pickles, the biggest Who's dumbass that ever done Just asked. tripped over the arm of the couch. Yeah. How did that happen? I'm not really sure. You, you can't see in here. You know this. Uh, but joining us is Drew from the Real Feels podcast. Welcome, Drew. Woo! Oh, and in the words of Rachel Weiss, so do I have to take the rest of my clothes off or can I leave them on? <laughs> take them off. <laughs> <laughs> Drew, do you remember your first time watching this movie? I do, I do, and uh, much like Izzy, I too was in high school, because 2005 was my senior year, so I was very much excited for this, because I was already a huge fan of Constantine from DC Comics. Uh, I mean, he came out in 1985, so it was a little bit before I was born, but growing up, I loved the darkness and the supernatural aspect because it was very very different from your quintessential superheroes you have this dark rugged anti-superhero he's like the dirty harry of like the supernatural world so that always kind of like drew my attention to him nice nice yeah it's definitely a a very interesting character i I didn't know much before like the movie came out and stuff because i i don't don't know i i hadn't heard really of justice league dark beforehand you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh but before we really get into this movie, I don't know about you guys, I'm, I'm a little thirsty. Uh, Drew, are you drinking anything on your end? Oh, gosh. Well, uh, no, I, I I mean, I do. I have a, a nice monster energy next to me, but it's uh, it's a little too early to maybe be having a drink. But I could be wrong. I could be very wrong. Uh, you are. But <laughs> luckily on our end, uh, from Melvin Brewing, we have their Star Valley IPA. Woo! Ooh, 5%. Not yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Melvin always has the weirdest stories. Let's see where this one goes. Oh, Jesus. In 2015, Team Melvin packed our bags and followed the river south from Jackson to Star Valley. We built our brewing mothership and started churning out exponentially more madness. Whenever possible, we enjoy what the valley offers us. Surfing Wyoming's west coast in the summer, snowmobiling to the backcountry, and sometimes work in the winter and gazing up at the universe in the evening year-round, can in hand. Okay. I mean, if you're going to put a can someplace, I would hope it'd be in your hand and not other... (laughs) Can in your can. (laughs) Well, no, it's nature's pocket. (laughs) You drink it your way. It's how we shotgun beers here in Alpine, Wyoming. uh, Stay in Wyoming. (laughs) uh, My top? Ah, it's top. Ooh. (laughs) Nice. And the poor. Ooh, we've got a nice light golden beer with lots of tiny bubbles. Tiny bubbles makes me happy. So I clink the mic. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> this is tasty ASMR. Can't hear the bubbles over my mic, Clink. Sorry, sucks to be you. <laughs> mm. It smells super piney right off the top. And there's a little something else in there. Yeah. 
Yeah, a little bit of the, uh, I don't know, like earthy, uh, dare I say like Simcoe or something, but there's a little bit of a little dankness to it. But uh, it's yeah. also really light, which, you know, for an IPA, 5%, so it can be sold here in Utah. It's kind of... That kinda is very, natural. like, thin-bodied, mm. but it's also, like, it's not nearly as hoppy. Here, top me off a little bit. It's, uh, it's not nearly as hoppy as it smells. It's much more aromatic than, yeah. uh, than it tastes, but it's delightful. Indeed. Ah, Melvin Brewing, Star Valley IPA. The weirdest <laughs> beer descriptions ever, yeah. and interesting cans. Yeah. All Drew, right. do you have any interesting cans? <laughs> Uh, not, not for this family friendly show. (laughs) (laughs) Family friendly? Wait, what? (laughs) He must must think he's on a legitimate podcast or something. (laughs) What is this? The Besotted Geek? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So 2005's Constantine from director Francis Lawrence. (gasps) Who's he, Steve? Oh, well, I'm glad you asked, Drew. Uh, well, (laughs) okay, so... <laughs> Here's a list of some of the like music video, uh, you know, bands and stuff, <laughs> performers he's done music videos for, and it is expansive. Uh, Bad Religion, Monica, Wyclef Jean, Sarah McLaughlin, Praz, Seal, Timbaland, Aerosmith, Brian McKnight, Enrique Iglesias, Genuine, Ricky Martin, Destiny's Child, J Lo, Lil Kim, Nelly Furtado, Backstreet Boys, Green Day, Aerosmith, Janet Jackson, POD, Britney Spears, Shakira, Garbage, Alanis Morissette, Will Smith, Justin Timberlake, Incubus, Goo Goo Dolls, Black Eyed Peas, Gwen Stefani, Lady Gaga, and Beyonce. Then. Steve, the 20 aughts want their bands back? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, Bad Religion, that's about 88. Uh, no. <laughs> to, to, I mean, to, I to s- apparently 2005. <laughs> I would say I saw them in their early aughts, so. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah, Monica, that's like late 90s, you know, Wyclef Jean. <laughs> Everybody had the Carnival album, all right? Uh, <laughs> then he did this movie. And since then, he's done such masterpieces as I Am Legend, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Water for Elephants. All right. Uh, the Hunger Games, the second through the fourth one. So the ones that didn't oh, have the shaky cam okay. thing. okay. The first one was so bad. Yep. <laughs> and uh, most recently, Red Sparrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence is a Russian spy yeah. lady. Yeah yeah. 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 Yeah, the one that was uh, not Atomic Blonde. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Atomic Red? I, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, but of course, this uh, is based on the comic Hellblazer by Jamie Delano and Garth Ennis, or Ennis, who knows? Do, does anybody else want Hellblazer and Blade to have a team up? Or Hellboy. And Hellboy! Yeah! yeah and Hellboy! The Holy Trinity! <laughs> and they're all going to take on the Cenobites from yeah. Hellraiser. Oh, I'm so in. I'm so in. Hell Don't you want just this collaboration of Alan Moore and Clive Barker? Let's just bring it on. <laughs> if only there's a way we could work Frank Miller in here somehow. We can. All right, just... <laughs> all right guys. And after the end credits, the uh, the the whatever scene at the end, Nick Cage as the Ghost Rider just shows up. Did I miss the party? <laughs> right. <laughs> He's already in a cemetery. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> well, guys, this movie obviously wasn't written by us. Uh, the story comes from Kevin Brobin, Broadbin, sorry, Broadbin, who also wrote <clears throat> Glimmer Man. Yes, the Steven Seagal, Keenan Ivory Wayans movie we uh, all remember. I'm right? sorry, it's pronounced Glimmerman. Glimmerman, yeah. <laughs> uh, Mind Hunters, this, 
and the siege of Jadotville, J-A-D-O-T-V-I-L-L-E. Yeah, we'll go with that. Uh, but the screenplay comes from Frank A. Capello. Is he Steve? Uh, well, he wrote Suburban Commando, everybody's favorite. Yeah! <laughs> uh, no Way Back, uh, this, and then some small stuff I've never heard of. So, there you go. All right. <laughs> uh, hmm. Of course, Keanu Reeves as gruff, dirty Harry of the <laughs> DC Universe, John Constantine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rachel Weiss in a dual role as Angela and Isabel Dodson. We got Dodson mm-hmm. here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, we said that way too yeah. Every That's time it was shown like a toe tag or anything, it or was like, be like Officer Dodson. Yeah. <laughs> we got Dodson here. See, nobody cares. Uh, Shia LaBeouf as uh, Chaz Kramer. Never knew his name was Chaz. It's pronounced Shia Booth. Uh, okay. <laughs> and nobody likes Shia. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, we have Academy Award winner Jiman Hanzu as Papa Midnight. Yes. Yeah. Academy Award world. Uh, yeah, Tilda Swinton's won an Academy Award, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, think sure. so. That sounds uh, right. Possible Academy Award winner Tilda Swinton <laughs> as Gabriel. She either won Academy Award or she's dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there is no in between. Yeah. Um, it's the only way Steve would know about her. <laughs> that's right. Uh, Gavin Rosdale is Balthazar. Hey, babe, do you know who Gavin Rosdale is? Who's he, Steve? Drew? You were alive in the late 90s, right? <laughs> I, I, I indeed was. <laughs> but I can't but I can't tell you there were. However, what I can confirm is that Tilda Swinton did win an Oscar in 2008. Yeah, okay. Woo! <laughs> Take that, Joe Landis. No. Um, <laughs> uh, but Gavin Rossdale, he's the lead singer of Bush. Oh! Yeah. And uh, married to Gwen Stefani, I think still maybe and they have like 18 kids i don't know they at least were married at hmm. one point yeah, quite yeah, possibly point. still but of course the reason we're talking about this movie this month <gasps> peter stormare as <gasps> satan or lucifer the devil <laughs> i don't know <laughs> you know i mean he's not running around in a giant red suit with scissors but this is almost as good as that <laughs> almost almost i mean he's not trying to bash people's heads in with a hammer but it's pretty good uh, Drew, do you watch American Gods? Uh, no, you know what? No, I have not seen it. However, it's just it's sitting there waiting for me. <laughs> oh, Drew, you're you are particularly really going to enjoy it. I think all the uh, mm. the the notes and touches to historical literature and uh, and myths and legends, and then the the twist on them. I I do love Neil Gaiman, so I know for a fact I'll more than likely just gush over everything. Nice. <laughs> Plus, I would say probably one of the greatest intros for a show of all time. That's pretty good. It's oh. one of the few we don't skip through. That's true. <laughs> uh, all right. So the movie starts off. Uh, of course, we're told it's DC Comics and we're like, really? Oh, huh, I haven't heard of this one. But the- <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. I don't remember Constantine yelling at uh, Batman about his mom. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about his mother, Martha Constantine. No, I don't know. <laughs> That would have been great. This we're just like, how do you say that name? Cause he's in the background, like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> now hold him down. I'm gonna exercise him. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, but we get a little backstory, uh, basically about the the spear of destiny. Everybody knows what that is, right? It's uh, the spear that uh, pierced Christ. Uh, maybe a future month. And <laughs> <laughs> so, what the Roman soldiers used to actually uh, shish kebab him. Yeah. 
Um, and apparently it's been missing since World War II. Huh. Wait, do mm. we know where it was uh, before World War II? I'm assuming it was uh, in some church that got ransacked by Nazis? I mean... At least according I, to this particular universe. Oh, okay, yeah. So I'm like, wait, is that real? Or I don't know. I, I don't know. I just always assume it's been missing since, I don't know, Easter in the year zero? <laughs> the first. Yeah. The first. To, to, say, to say it's a powerful artifact and the fact that it was definitely stolen by the Nazis and, you know, when Germany is going to be, you know, collapsing with its power, yeah, we, and we also know that a lot of Nazi officers through many, many documentaries and TV shows, they fled to like South America and Mexico. So for the fact that the spear was found randomly in an abandoned church in Mexico does not surprise me at all. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. So that does make sense. Because, yeah, yeah, that's basically it. Uh, some rando just digging around finds it wrapped up in a Nazi flag down in... It, was it Mexico? Did they ever say specifically where it was? It's Latin America. I, oh, it was Latin America? Okay, I, I thought it was... Okay. That, that was, that was that, the vibe I got, because it seemed oh, like yeah, he had a pretty okay. hefty journey to to get back. I just looked up the uh, the Spear of Destiny. There were four churches who claimed to have the Holy Relic. Uh, three of them were destroyed in World War II. The Nazis claimed they had it, but nobody was ever able to actually, like, see it. <laughs> hmm. Okay, all right. Well, uh, yeah, so the guy gets this uh, this spear, and he's uh, walking off with it, and then, boom, gets sideswiped by a car going 70 miles an hour. I don't know. But <laughs> uh, but he's okay, and he uh, keeps walking away, uh, I, I guess, north. All right. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's continuing to travel towards wherever and whomever is, you know, possessing him to bring the spear to whatever final destination it's going to be traveling to. And as he's moving forward, you know, you later see that it's definitely heading towards LA. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Uh, because, because yeah, well, the next scene, I guess we cut to LA and, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, someone's checking in on a girl and she's up on the ceiling. And so what are you gonna do when there's a girl on the ceiling? <laughs> call Lionel Richie. Wait, I mean, call Constantine. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, Keanu Reeves shows up and he's, uh, you know, chain smoking as he does yeah. a lot in this movie. As one does. <laughs> yeah. W- w- was this movie rated R? No, this be- movie what this movie was rated R. However, it was very much determined that it didn't go to the extent of what like an R rating could have really been for this film. Oh, yeah. As a, this is definitely like a PG-13. Th- this is a soft R. Th- this is one of those, like, he smokes. Well, yeah, that's like one of the, the like, that's a plot point literally in this movie. Yeah. This is a driving force for this character. Yeah, but he smokes. That's an R. Well, but we didn't even have any head explosions or blowjobs or anything. R. No, there's, there's, there's a couple explosions. And Not head People being ripped out of other people. And, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it could be based on, you know, uh, language, whatever, like the parent guide can tell you. Yeah, uh, it's the early aughts. Oh, yeah, it's for smoking. Yeah, just curious because it's totally a PG thirteen movie, except that he's constantly smoking. But then again, he also has lung cancer, as we find out a little later. Yeah. So it's like mm. you know, they're they're at least showing the other side of it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> was uh, we find out later he smokes th- uh, thirty cigarettes a day since he was uh, fifteen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, they're calling Constantine, and so uh, he instantly straddles this girl and holds her down, and every now, oh boy, this is uh, <laughs> this could get awkward. Um, oh yeah, they got the whole thing where uh, 
he's like whispering in the ear like, uh, this is John Constantine, asshole. And, <laughs> and then like, you see this head like come out of this girl's like throat and like try to like bite out of him. And he's like, like, like something is trapped inside. Yeah. <laughs> and of course that leads to throat punch. Yeah. <laughs> the best way to exercise a demon is to throat punch. Yeah. It solves a lot of conflicts. No, um, right, right. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, we're also introduced to, to Shia LaBeouf. Uh, I guess his name is Chaz or something. Uh, but mm-hmm. Basically, he's uh, Constantine's personal taxi driver, I guess. Well, taxi driver and slash apprentice. Oh yeah, true. Because okay. he because he's wanting to be the next like John Constantine Jr. He even asked him. He's all like, "Can I go inside? I can be a big help. I've been studying." He's like, "Stay in the damn car." <laughs> Oh man! So so Constantine has the power to like see demons that other people can't see, and then we're gonna mm-hmm. find out he's got a buddy who, I believe, is sort of like on the spectrum, collects weird gifts, but is great at finding relics, and he's got another buddy who may or may not be psychic, and maybe oh, I heard Beeman. some extra voices earlier. What does uh, Chaz here bring to the table other than being young, dumb, and full of cum? Enthusiasm. <laughs> he's a real blue light he, special. He's got the moxie. He's got the moxie. <laughs> Keanu's like, he reminds me of myself back when I was young in 1726. <laughs> I I do love uh, Pruitt Vince, who plays Father Hennessy in this movie. I, 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 frankly, I just like him as an actor. Oh, yeah. I mean, I really, I love him. I love his, it, despite it being a genetic condition where the way his eyes, you know, twitch, I, I think it works to the extent of like the paranoid delusions of this character and the panic he is in. Yeah. And I I find it also a bit on the nose to name him Father Hennessy, and he is an alcoholic. <laughs> it's a self-fulfilling no. prophecy. No, I love him too. He like uh he, I think he plays a serial killer in an X Files. Oh, no, it was uh, identity. But he's also identity. Identity. Yeah. identity well, spoiler for anybody. Um, yeah, he plays the uh, the serial killer in uh, Identity, which another fantastic film. But he, I swear he's in a next Files episode. You guys keep talking. I'm going to see if I can. He might. He might be. I've, I've never. I can't remember anywhere that I've seen Max Baker who plays Beeman. Essentially, his you know supernatural cue. I can't remember anything that he's technically been in that. Uh, comes, you know, straight to my. Oh, he's he's in the time machine. He's the guy who tries to uh, to mug. Uh, the guy Pierce. <sighs> yeah, guy Pierce. Oh, he tries to mug him in the alley. Or no, sorry, he uh, not in the alley. He's the uh, he's the robber who uh, ends up accidentally shooting the wife, the and he's all like, yeah. "It's yeah, it's just or the fiance." He's like, "It's just a ring. <laughs> it's yeah. just a ring." <laughs> yeah, uh, time machine. Maybe coming soon. No, Wait, <laughs> yes. Spoiler alert. He does play a serial killer. Uh, he's in the X-Files episode Unruhi. U-N-R-U-H-E. All one word. Uh, it's the one where um, Mulder and Scully find the photograph of the dead girl. And then there's like, like, but there's like weird demon spirits in the background of it. And she's screaming. And then they find one of Scully. And it turns out this guy's like hunting her because the demon spirits are telling him to. <gasps> huh. Huh. Okay. okay. Oh, he's so good in that episode, guys. It's, it's been a while since I've seen me some X Files, but you know what? Your your testament that he is good in the episode does not fail to uh, even present any type of doubt. 
Well, because he does that, like, like you're talking about in this, that uh, he, he does that sort of like, like nervous twitch thing. But in this one, he has that weird like serial killer calm, but just on the surface. And you can tell he's like about to snap in every single scene he's in. And you're just waiting for it. <laughs> so it's so good because he plays it so controlled. But he lets like all his little twitches sort of like just surface. Mm. Uh, see where were we oh yeah Keanu just throw a punch to girl yeah throw a punch <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and so he realizes oh man this, there's a demon in her quick bring in a giant ass mirror that you happen to have in the hallway <laughs> okay uh, and then they put the mirror over the bed and I'm like oh Keanu we don't have time for this <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> But yeah, oh, and he's like, all right, just keep the mirror there and whatever you do, don't look. And of course, one guy looks while he's performing oh. the exorcism and like instantly gets like the gray hair and yeah. even his like beard or little mustache and stuff goes gray. It's yeah, like, he gets afraid of his life. He's got to leave the room dropping the mirror. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But then we see the demon is like trapped in the mirror, but not uh, not where Constantine is. I don't know. He's trapped in the mirror. And then they fling it out the window. Wait! Oh, as the demon's trying to punch out of the mirror, it's almost out. It's oh yeah, it's almost out. out. Oh yeah, and, and then they're like trying to throw it out out the window, but it, like the mirror's too big. It's just too big for the for the the window. And it's like, yeah, just turn it like five degrees either right. way, and it'll just slide right through, guys. But nope, no time for that. Uh, but yeah, eventually, right out the window. And apparently the demons destroyed or turned into a million tiny demons. I don't know how these things work. <laughs> I mean, I had that thought. But is it wrong, too, that my second thought was, oh, that mom's not getting her deposit back on that apartment. Oh, no. no, no, no. <laughs> Could you imagine, though, a million tiny little demons, much like a million tiny little ashes in Army of Darkness just oh, running no. around? Just demon ants everywhere. Right? Just... <laughs> That sounds awful. They're in my hair. Yeah. I guess that comes back to: Would you guys rather fight um, a bear-sized bee or a hundred uh, bee-sized bears? Mm. Oh Jesus, a bear-sized bee! Yeah, <laughs> only got one No way am I doing about. a hundred bee-sized bears. No, I, I, I only have to dodge that stinger once, and then it dies. Right, right? that's how it works. <laughs> Take it to a take it to one giant flower and just leave it alone. <laughs> uh, so let's see what happens. Next. Oh yeah, we find out uh, John Constantine lives above a bowling alley. Yeah, uh, which I'm bowl, like, bowl, bowl. you know, that's often like brought up, and it was like, oh, I can't believe you like live above a bar or a bowling alley. How could you sleep? I'd be like, I'm oh, actually probably okay with that. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Well, do you see like the the size of the apartment? Like, how much yeah. does he get paid? Yeah, that, that's Palatial not a bad. Estates. It's not a bad place. Yeah, we we've watched a, okay, we we've watched a lot of movies recently, and yes. every time it's like, how the fuck can they afford to live in this place? Who has <laughs> a five bedroom apartment in the middle of like downtown New York? Like, sure, you're in Hell's Kitchen, but still, <laughs> even something like Ninja Three: The Domination or whatever, and it's like, oh yeah, she basically lives in an open space warehouse. It's like, how she. 
Oh, God, what was her job in that movie? She like oh, I, I remember she does a lot of like uh, jazzercising or whatever. But yeah, yeah, she was like the exercise. Oh, no, she was the telephone worker. That's right. She just <laughs> jazzercised for fun. That's right. Yeah, the only movie that really got it right we watched recently was Hercules in New York. Pretzi's apartment was the appropriate size. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's back in the seventies, <laughs> you know, New York. So where were we? Oh yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> the bowling alley, bowl, yeah. bowl, bowl. <laughs> all right so then uh they were introduced to rachel weiss um and i i i don't know this first part where she's like introduced she's like confessing and then she says like oh yeah I, i've killed a couple dudes i don't know why i just felt like i had to do it and then it's like it cuts to her like in a in a doctor's office like a psych ward and then she just backflops off of the roof into a pool and dies yep. and it's like oh all right well thanks for coming rachel weiss it was uh nice hey, of you to show right the outfit like there's the difference in the outfits one's dressed dark one's dressed light well yeah mm-hmm. but, but but this first part where it's like she's confessing and saying like yeah I, I killed a couple dudes and blah 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 it's like oh okay this is this is getting dark pretty quick you know <laughs> it, it's getting ready to like obviously reveal that twist where you're like oh they're they're twins yeah, well, and that's just it. Like, she does the backflop, and then it's like, oh, psych, it was a dream. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Which, I mean, if, if I mean, you later, you later, you realize that, obviously, it's the twin, it's the sister in a psych ward. What, what, what security is in this psych ward? Because oh. she clearly gets out quite easily. Oh, this was Steve's first question, and then like, oh, oh, there's going to be a camera, and it's going to have perfect footage, right? <laughs> it's going to be Batman forever all over again, you know? <laughs> Does she make eye contact with the camera? Yeah, yeah she does. Okay. And, and the camera's going to track her until she goes off of the roof after saying, I do this of my own free will. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah. So we see, uh, oh, yeah, we see uh, John Constantine coughing up some blood. And it's like, up, uh, yep. Okay. Here, we're going to mm, this part. Tasty. <laughs> and he's like in the doctor's office smoking while he has like stage four lung cancer. No one's stopping him. No yeah. one is stopping him yeah, from smoking in like, the hospital really? right now. <laughs> I mean, let alone like with the doctor who said like, you can't fix this, John. You have to make your arrangements. He's like, yeah, OK, whatever. And he's just walking down the hall, lighting a cigarette. No one's stopping him in a fucking elevator. No one's stopping him. Hey, 2005 was a little different, man. Yeah, but I, wasn't New York one of the later ones to get the no-smoking laws? Like well, indoors? Well, we're in L.A., so... Oh, it was California? Oh, then, yeah, it was definitely yeah. illegal. <laughs> yeah, that shit was banned in, like, 95. Oh, but 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 uh, Drew was saying this was written in 1985. So, oh, okay, yeah. Uh, well, well, I mean, the, the character of John Constantine yeah, yeah. was created in 1985, but then again, even the original character of John Constantine lived in Liverpool. Like, he was he was British. He was based on Sting. I mean, he's not... He's not Keanu Reeves. <laughs> what? Man, Sting. In this, oh, man. S- Steve might actually be in love with Sting. Oops. What? <laughs> I mean, so when's Dune coming out? <laughs> I mean, shirtless Sting definitely I mean, isn't your screensaver. I mean, you've seen the Dune. You, you, you've seen The Bride. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, me, probably Drew, and like three other people have seen the bride. We know what we're talking about. 
Oh, the bride. That was not what I was expecting it to be. I was caught, <laughs> That was amazing. Oh. I was caught as off guard by that as I was by Vamp in two op- totally opposite directions. <laughs> and then The Hunger as well is another one that caught oh, me off yeah, guard going David a totally Bowie. different direction. Yeah. Yeah, those uh, those mid-80s vampire movies, they, they'll they take you all over the place. <laughs> oh, okay, then we're introduced to uh, Detective Angie, also played by Rachel Weiss, and it's like, oh... Yeah, your your twin sister is dead. She uh, jumped off the building at the psych ward. Um, she won't, she won't kill it. She didn't kill herself. Only crazy people kill themselves. No, she's a devout Catholic. No way. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's that. That's cool. Drew, I gotta ask: Have you seen Cookie's Fortune? No. What is that? <laughs> oh, it's a it's a, it was a it was a a Hallmark movie. I gotta look up who was in it because it was amazing. Um, but it's also been a million years since I've seen it. Cookie's um, Fortune, nineteen. But yeah, it's about a, a older lady commits suicide, and then uh, her sister, played by Glenn Close, <laughs> is mm-hmm. trying to convince the town that uh, she did not kill herself. And then there's like a, a niece who uh, comes into town and needs money, and it's it's a little wackadoo. <laughs> this this is a this is not a bad cast. Glenn Close, Julianne Moore, Liv Tyler. Yeah, Patricia Patricia, Patricia Neal plays Cookie. Yeah, this isn't a bad cast at all. It's a it, it, for a movie about a lady who kills herself. It's actually a fun little movie. <laughs> but but Glenn Close probably says a hundred times like, "Only crazy people kill themselves," and our family is not crazy. Mm. <laughs> says uh, the star of uh, oh my god, uh, Fatal Attraction yeah, or right. whatever. <laughs> oh, that's part of what makes it so great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Corilla Deville herself. All right. Um, <laughs> Uh, let's see what we get here. Oh yeah, we we uh, catch up with a uh, Mexico guy who has the spirit of destiny. He's walking through a cow field, and all the cows are just Mom. keeling over. It's it's very much again. It's it's giving this biblical illusions, and you know it's just emitting pure evil, yeah. and also not just evil, but power power enough to either suck out the life and put it into the sky so he can continue that journey, or just life cannot stay you know, put in its presence. Yeah. Oh man. We go smash cut to hell later. There's just a shit ton of cows down there. Like <laughs> where do these come from? Oh yeah, that's right. Or like an hour earlier in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so then we're introduced to, uh, what, what would you say was supernatural Q? I, I don't know. The I, I call him, I, I kind of refer to him as like a supernatural Q because I mean, what does he do? He brings him fun little gadgets, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, he's cueing my notes. I said, like, what, what was his real name? Like Max or something? He said. Uh, so, uh, B- Beeman is the character's name. Max Baker is oh. the actor's name. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, we got all the uh, the cool gadgets like the holy hand grenades and dragon's <laughs> breath. Super rare, babe. <laughs> and then he proceeds to burn it all up. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, oh, really? It's rare, huh? <laughs> I'm like, well. Okay, it was rare. Now it's non-existent. Thank, thanks, what? John. He uses it later a little bit. He attaches it to... Doesn't he attach that to, like, the uh, the sacred shotgun? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Okay, when that comes up. And then these screech beetles from the Amityville house. Yeah. Like, just these fun... These fun, tiny little things that you're like, did you just raid the babies? Like, you know, do not go in room? 
from from the Conjuring universe. Oh, they inherit it from Constantine when he retires. <laughs> there you go. That's <laughs> that's making a little bit more sense. I do I do like that. There's a scene that's actually cut out from the movie, and it uh, coincides with the cloth that uh, he uses later on. And we'll get there. I'll I'll bring that back up. But Ooh. oh my god, uh, there's a scene that's cut out. I I just put it together. Chaz's real last name was Beatty. He was their son. And then when he passes away, they go to find out what the hell happened. And Constantine has to hand over his stash in lieu of payment. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> Maybe he's the, the secret son of the of the daughter. <laughs> <gasps> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> All right, so. Chaz. <laughs> Good old Chaz. <laughs> Uh, so then, uh, John Constantine and Detective Angie, uh, they go to see, uh, I, I don't know, a father, uh, someone at the church. Uh, well, I guess Angie goes to talk to the father and then John talks to Gabriel. Yeah. Yes. The angel Gabriel come down, play by Tilda Swinton. <laughs> to- again, once again, a totally incorrect version of a uh, of an angel where's the like nine wings and like a hundred eyes and like spinning spherical pieces <laughs> oh oh wait you're quoting the bible now is that <laughs> <laughs> i don't know very much about the bible that's one of the fucking things i know <laughs> <laughs> well this is for our eyes this is for human eyes to see only so we're not blinded and horrified at the sight of an actual angel so we have the lovely and yet and a little bit androgynous character of gabriel being presented because the angels aren't male or female because they're not anything like we know right right so i i I mean perfect casting oh yeah perfect casting yeah just like christopher walken in prophecy like just this androgynous (laughs) you can't really go one way or the other Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm an angel of the lord (laughs) i'll be coming up later this month (laughs) (laughs) hey cat um kitty dr pickles cage is back of course. Uh, so, yeah, so yeah, we get a whole backstory where John's, you know, trying to buy his way into heaven because he took a life in his past and uh, he's trying to make amends for it by doing all the, the exorcisms and, you know, demon oh, hunting. And this basically. is where we get one of our fucks. You're fucked, John. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. That's right. Uh, I guess it was weird. already. <laughs> thanks. It comes up a couple times. Hey, yeah. Annie, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was one of those things where it was like, well, you're getting a. An R rating. You know what? Let's go reshoot just like three scenes. I want to throw a few more fucks in here. (laughs) Keanu, we're doing a sound test. Can you give us a fuck? (laughs) Fuck! Wow, that was unnatural as hell. Um, All right, we'll leave that out. As long as he can get three in, that makes it the R rating. (laughs) Okay, so at the time when I watched this, I was still on the like, man, Keanu's really stiff. Watching this now, watching a bunch more Keanu movies, I'm like, it's just Keanu. Like, yeah. right. I'm so much more okay with it now, seeing more of his body work. And yeah. just accepting that that's Keanu. And, I mean, it's it's comparative to certain things that either came out, like you said, like beforehand or even afterwards. It's not, it's not bad. It's not like the day the Earth stood still. Or, gosh, what else was something so rigid in his repertoire from stoker's dracula (laughs) i've seen we don't we don't we don't talk about that we don't talk about him in in dracula we just focus on gary oldman i'm not gonna lie i fucking love that movie are are you saying there's a drew cut that just doesn't have keanu in it and nothing changes (laughs) yes that's that's exactly what i've been working on (laughs) 
In in fact, I mean, with the Matrix, if you just replace him with what a uh, a tree with glasses, it works out just right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you're crossing it with Lord of the Rings a little too much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Steve, I'm going to get a pair of cat size sunglasses and I'm just going to film the cat sitting, ro- flopping around on the ground, whatever, and then I'm going to recut the matrix. <laughs> Using deep fake technology. <laughs> it's just perfect. Cameron and Poe as Neo. <laughs> <laughs> and Pickles as the architect. <laughs> Izzy, I will I will fully back this project. <laughs> we have a financial commitment from Drew. Wait. Yeah, let's find our Stephen as he ruined everything. <laughs> We've threatened to release those cuts. Stephen Izzy can ruin anything. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, so so yeah, John's fucked. Uh we then see the uh security video uh, uh we 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 see Angie watching the security video of her sister Isabel jumping off the roof but she like gets the edge turns to the turns to the camera and says constantine what and then the phone rings ah and then another phone rings ah and apparently she has like eight phones in her apartment it's a cell phone the house phone the fax machine everything has become phones i thought that was a remote but it was a phone and everybody knows when a phone rings that means evil yep I mean, it's even the dream date points. board game. <laughs> oh god! Okay, so then we see uh, Keanu at a bus stop, and uh, I like that he sees the uh, billboard that says, "Your time is running out to buy a new Chevy Equinox." <laughs> <laughs> and he has like industrial cough syrup that's been given to him also by Q, and he said like, "Oh, it's on the house. Don't worry." And I'm thinking, where are you getting this? That he would have to pay you for like. I don't know, like supernatural cough syrup. <laughs> oh, it's just codeine. You know the black market yeah. value on that. Come on. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just pure purple drink. That's. <laughs> <laughs> he got it straight from Little Wayne, so he's like, yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. He makes that stuff by the the barrel. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but while he's sitting there at the bus stop, just you know, waiting to go home or whatever, uh, he gets attacked by Locust Man. Uh, Locust Man! I thought it was Thousand Ants from Rick and Morty. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted so much for this demon to have a little bit better of animation. And maybe I'm just, maybe I'm looking back on 2005's animation with not much, I don't know. Well, it, I mean, <sighs> it's one of those things like, yeah, it does look fake as hell, but it's also like, well, if it were real and like it were like a little darker, like Locust would be, you wouldn't see it on the black backdrop. Because yeah. it's nighttime. No, and, and, and they you know do what? It, do the good, th- the, the good thing of not focusing on it too much. Yeah, yeah. So it's re- yeah, it's pretty that. quick. Only mm-hmm. when the face I, comes on. <laughs> right, I think I think the face is kind of what did it for, like you know, took it away from me, or at least the like the bright neon green eyes. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it almost looked like a Scooby Doo villain was about to be like unmasked. <laughs> yeah, if, if, if they just sort of had it have like a an ever moving sort of face, like a Rorschach sort of face, and yeah. didn't have any eyes or anything, it would be so much creepier. Or if the eyes were just black holes. I mean, it's such a it's such a really, really neat concept to have like this this vermin lord kind of like demon. He's his amalgamation of things that are just creepy crawlies, disgusting bug things that probably feed on death and carrion. It's it's a brilliant concept for a demon and I like it. However, they're uh, they're only 
true fault is being weak to passing cars. Yeah. So. <laughs> yep. The uh, the mean, mystery machine comes out of left field and just plows right through the locusts. I mean, is on par for bugs. <laughs> and then they right. take the mask off, and it was old man Winters. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and I would have gotten into heaven and taken over if it weren't for you and your pesky spear. You and I would have your... got my bowling alley back. If it weren't for you and your Mazda Miata, I would have taken over the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so John handles this as any of us would, you know, handle being attacked by a locust man. Mm-hmm. We go to a bar. Yeah, <laughs> and Chaz can't get in because he he's not a telepath. That's right. He's also probably 15. Right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they go to the bar and John sees Papa Midnight. Mm. Midnight. I need yeah. to use the chair. Yeah. We can't have you using the chair. Yeah. <laughs> I am neutral. I do not give like advances to either side. Yeah. And I love his little realm. I love that it is a safe haven for all of the like demons possibly vampires inside oh yeah well, like like when, it's a cool okay. little place yeah when, when uh when balthazar aka gavin rosdale shows up i'm like well, yeah they're fucking vampires here now too <laughs> like right. oh no this is one of the 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 smooth good-looking demons you know yeah one <laughs> yeah. of the half-breeds yeah do you like do you, do you like the coin that he's flipping back and forth in between his fingers it looks like an old like silver centurion coin which one can tell you possibly alluding to how long he's been around on the planet you know whispering dark secrets into people's ears and i don't or i mean it could even possibly maybe maybe oh yeah totally. kind of like the kind of like the idea of like uh judas when judas was given the bag of silver to betray christ <gasps> is balthazar there yeah, no, find I find out I re- soon. Maybe really, next month. I really liked that a lot too, and I was really hoping that coin would do more in this something. Movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was more, aside from yeah, being no. left as a clue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was more the uh, the MacGuffin, so we don't have to do any real investigation. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, more on that later. Um, ooh, what, one important piece of conversation that comes up though is when uh, Papa Midnight says to John. You're the one soul he'd come for himself. Mm. Remember that, kids. <gasps> uh, but it, but yeah, basically, yeah, they talk about, oh yeah, demons are coming through. They're not supposed to be. They're supposed to stay down there. Angels are supposed to stay up there. And the midground's supposed to be for humans. But now they're all crossing over and this is bullshit. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's right. And, and then, like, uh, he's talking to Balthazar and they're, like, you know, having a little, little back and forth sassy contest or whatever. And then John starts coughing. <coughs> Finger looking good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, what was that, John? <coughs> oh, sorry. I, I couldn't hear you through the tuberculosis. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, and then John goes running through a crowded-ass dance club, coughing up blood. And I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> Remember those days, kids? Remember when that <laughs> wasn't quite as sickening as it is nowadays? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and then and then we get to him like like getting home to his you know apartment or whatever, and he's you know of course smoking because he's John Constantine. That's what he he's does. he's brooding. He's brooding. <laughs> yeah, but then uh, then he sees a little spider. Uh, Drew, what does he do to the spider? Oh God! Well, he takes a nice long drag of a cigarette, and then he captures the spider, putting the glass on top of it, but then blowing the smoke inside and then resealing it. While all the smoke kind of bellows inside, and he's like, welcome to my world. And I'm thinking, 
<laughs> How dark are you? Yeah, yeah. Who he didn't hug you? The spider to death. <laughs> <laughs> well, he tried. The spider eventually escapes. <laughs> oh wait, did it? But yeah, because when Ray, nicotine, so it just keeps attacking when, smokers. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> when Angela, when Angela comes in and talks to him, which is like the next second, um, she gets pissed off at him, and she takes the the glass off the top of the spider, and it it just it scurries away. That's like oh. a screw you before oh, okay. she leaves I, I his apartment. Have, I must have been uh, writing a note or something because I didn't see that part. I was just like, "Damn, John, no wonder you're yeah, going to hell." It's right after basically he says like no I'm not going to help you find your sister but she was she was a catholic and a suicide and that means yeah I know she's going to die in hell being torn apart for the thousands of years for what she did yeah. and she's like damn you god damn it John you ain't got to bring it up like that yeah she's going to stay forever in the fires of hell that burn but do not consume yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh so so yeah after John you know was like yeah I'm not helping you blah 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 she leaves but then John hears something out the window. And there's a... Ominous shadows. That's right. It's, it's a swarm of shadows chasing after her. And so he's like, all right, well, let's go. And uh, yeah, catches up with her. And he, basically it's like an exposition dump of like, oh yeah, God and the devil, they're real. God stays up there. Devil stays down there. There's no direct contact with humans. But, you know, like demons and angels, they can like kind of whisper at people and... It's a game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then the street lights go out. <gasps> when the nights go down on <laughs> And then John says, close your eyes. Wait, 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 so wait, this, wait. this is the cloth. This is the cloth that he lights up. And it was a deleted scene that Beeman tells him that it's part of the part of the burial shroud that was uh, with Moses when he was buried. Oh, so I don't know if it has some type of like, I mean, obviously some some form of biblical or at least righteous kind of like power imbued into it, because when he lights that sucker, I mean, it's it's just like a firework going off and it <laughs> completely ignites and disintegrates this version of like flying half head demons Soldier and demons. Yeah, I, it's a cool scene. Yeah, I think oh, it's yeah, one yeah. of the, I think it's one of the cooler scenes in the movie. Yeah, it's like a super oh. bright like phosphorus flare, and, and just... with the Guadalupe behind statue oh, behind yeah. them in the shop, and mm-hmm. and I like that like it's not just a statue like on a street corner or something like it's a you know you know it's a consumerist thing. She's yeah, in a shop it's selling a store goods, for right? Yeah. And you can tell that it's like a, that it's definitely this, and it stays there because the the screen that's put in front of it that's locked up. People can come by and like you know, wrap around prayers around the screen that's in front of that. So it obviously doesn't get closed all the time. It just stays locked but open. So people yeah. can go and pray and leave little things. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, so John uh, scares off the, you know, flares them off, I guess. And uh, No, yeah, you like, they like vaporize, right? Like, uh, Yeah, they like, she, they she like disintegrate. Breath here, right? No, it was the... the no, 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 no. That's when he, he lights the Moses yeah. uh, oh, okay. burial just... shroud, which I don't know. I mean, it's just... I don't know, favored person of God. I kept trying to think of anything that would be relating to why it would ignite the way it would if it had belonged to Moses. But Human bodies are I don't just know. really flammable. Yeah. They make great torches. <laughs> Little known fact, Joseph was a lush. Or, I'm sorry, Joseph. Moses was a lush. <laughs> so it's just completely soaked in. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it's uh it's soaked in uh manischewitz or whatever <laughs> right <laughs> you know he took him to the land of milk and honey he just made a bunch of booze from yeah. said milk and honey Ooh, yeah milk and honey mead mm, mm. that could be dangerous. Mm. Hey, we made some of the portuguese milk li- liquor oh that's true oh man that's pretty good uh so yeah so uh so john saves angie so uh how does angie thank him Take him back to her place. Ow! Wait, isn't this premarital sex? Wait, no, there, 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 there's no hanky panky going on. Sorry, guys, getting y'all excited. Uh, instead, uh, John, uh, <laughs> scene. Uh, John puts his feet in a tub of water uh-huh. and uh, stares at her cat. Yeah. Well, why is that, babe? Well, and she has to leave the room. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Because cats have one foot in, one foot out of hell anyway. Woo! That's right. Apparently, cats are the gateway to hell. Supernatural logic? I mean, if you go Egyptian mythology, cats are the guardians of the underworld. This is why Imhotep was scared the crap out of cats. But, yeah, the logic here is kind of interesting. But he's trying to see if Isabel really is in hell. So he has to travel there. And so, yeah, so so he stares into the eyes of this kitty... Uh, she's left the apartment, you know, just kind of like listening through the door kind of thing. Um, and then the, the water starts to boil and we see that he's teleported to hell and just wanders through like all these, you know, I don't know. There's a bunch of like CGI, like demons kind of like following behind him as he's walking They're the soldier demons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, eventually he, uh, he finds Isabel. He's chased by, yeah, these, these half, half capitated <laughs> demons hovering <laughs> down. The half cap. <laughs> yep. And uh, he's like running and running and running and like reaches out for her uh, and then like grabs her psych ward tag. <laughs> like off of yeah, her she lets, yeah, she lets that fly loose. Yeah. And then snaps back to reality. <sighs> oh, oh, fuck. It's hot in here. And, you know, back in the apartment. And uh, yeah, shows the uh, the tag to Angie and she's like, oh, my God, she really is in there. This isn't even possible. <laughs> <laughs> the depiction of hell i i rather enjoy i like the fact that it is just more of a destroyed burning version of our own reality yeah i yeah, like that a lot it, too yeah it's it's a neat thing where, where the director got the idea from uh the test footage from nuclear bombs going off uh, uh, yeah that's what it looked like like it had like the wind going across yep, and yep. stuff and yeah I could see and it. yeah crawling uh, crawling underneath the uh the freeway where he was and traveling you see all the souls just constantly being tortured by the half cap demons yeah uh it's it's a neat imagery for it because more so it's not like our probably our own real version of hell that we would possibly think of and actually the original version that was going to be for the film is going to be a black void with a rippling floor that looked like wet oil yeah. i'm glad they went with this yeah, yeah. right much right. better than that yeah much more appealing that's like the conjuring the the nether or whatever where it's just just nothing yeah it's right. cheap, or like cheap supernatural cheap. with the nothing <laughs> see to oh, me yeah. that would be more like purgatory just Nothing. Just nothing. Right. Yeah. Just Emptiness, nothing there, eternal waiting. Right, exactly. You're not good, you're not bad, you're just stuck in purgatory. Yeah. Well, speaking of tur- purgatory, uh, our buddy Pruitt uh, goes to check out Isabel's corpse at the morgue. And uh, basically he, like, touches her. 
and uh, just starts spazzing out and like trying to. Uh, he's like, ah, ah, the voices, they're coming back again. And he starts trying to take a hit off of his flask, but it, the, the booze just won't come out. And then he stumbles into like a bodega or whatever, like a little corner store. Mm-hmm. And he starts like trying to drink just anything, just like, pump. Ah, ah, it's not coming out of the bottle. But then he like drops it and starts cut, gushing out the bottle. It's like, oh no. Right. Oh no. Uh, uh, Drew, Drew, what happens from here? Well, he eventually falls to the floor, grabs a corkscrew, and starts stabbing something in into his own hand as he mutters, I'm sorry, John. However, all the while, Balthazar is kind of just walking through Waltzing in this, like, slow, semi-bullet time kind of, like, frame. And he's just eagerly watching, drinking a bottle of water. And... Lo and behold, we know we know he's going down. We know that uh, unfortunately Hennessy is going to die. Yeah, and it's it's later brought to the attention with you know Angela and Con- and Constantine where they're called to the scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he gives himself the uh, the old corkscrew stigmata is what I have written down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, then we get come back to John and Angie. We get a little bit of a little bit of john's backstory where uh, apparently he committed suicide a couple years ago you tried to kill yourself no i didn't try oh, yeah, I, I did, did. That's right. i did <laughs> i was technically dead for two minutes and believe me two minutes in hell is a lifetime <laughs> yeah but uh but he came back because he had a gift uh but he knows eventually when his time runs out the yep he's going to hell because it's a sin damn it and we also get some backstory about, oh, yeah, there's the, the half-breeds that can come down to Earth and they can whisper into people's, you know, into their minds and, you know, make them kill themselves or kill others and stuff. So then they decide, hey, let's uh, let's go check out your sister's room and see if there's any clues or anything in there. <laughs> <laughs> and how's that go, Drew? Well, they, uh, they go to the room. You also have a rather interesting way of... Keanu acting angry? Yeah. Not entirely sure. I mean, yeah. kind of forceful with the shoulder grabbing, but <laughs> you you find like the secretly hidden clues, like she's writing on the on the glass on the window of the room, but you can't see it. So she has to like you know, breathe on it to show the fact that she has just been etch a sketching essentially. Yeah. <laughs> All this like beautiful mind, you know, <laughs> connect the dot things. And they find out that there is a uh, a verse for is it Corinthians seventeen one? Yep. That's... But but there isn't yeah, a seventeenth okay. Corinthians. Ah, but in the in the the uh, Bible that's in hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the hell Bible. Yeah, yeah, yeah you remember the hell that Bible. Hellraiser, right? Hell? Right. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like there is there is something known as the uh, the Codex Gigas, which is actually known as the Devil's Bible. And it's the largest manuscript in the world, the largest religious manuscript in the world that actually has this huge image of what the devil would be depicted as. And the story is, is that a monk uh, was trapped himself in a room and he somehow wrote this entire manuscript through the aid of the devil uh, overnight. So so it might not be in hell, but there is a devil's Bible. (laughs) So what you're saying is the devil is good for writer's block. (laughs) <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> Sell your soul to Satan. I can make five Avatar movies. Wait. <laughs> <Get it. laughs> Jesus. 
but but yeah the, the long and short of it is like oh yeah the, this particular verse talks about uh the devil's son is going to be born here on earth uh and his name was like mammon or mammon 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 yeah <laughs> mammon Oh no! <laughs> or just, or just the Antichrist. Just call him the Antichrist. You know, Damien. Yeah, yeah, good, good old Damien. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it's yeah. all for you, Mammon. It's all for you. <laughs> it's all for you, Damien. <laughs> so, but uh, we also uh, like okay for for this to happen. Well, what, what, I mean, you know, they're supposed to stay up th down there and angels up there. How, how could this happen? Like, well, there's a loophole. If the devil has the aid of a, a psychic and some divine assistance, this could actually happen. <gasps> oh my God. Oh yeah. So then we, uh, we cut back to, to Q's quarters or room or whatever. <laughs> Sorry. What? Which is also in a bowling alley. And I'm thinking, do every supernatural workforce, like they just house them in bowling alleys? Is it, is it the same bowling alley? Like I think John it's the same. Like, the West Wing I think it's and... the same bowling alley. Well, it, yeah. it was a bowling alley? For some reason, I've always thought it was like a weaving factory. Oh, no, because the, uh, the, the the things that do the little weaving it's, or whatever, those are the things that the reset pin, the, the pins. Pin, the yeah. They reset the pins, like yeah. For some reason, I thought, I was thinking it was like fabric. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, it's just. I mean, I don't know if this was. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was just like his office or really where he stayed. But I mean, John knew where to find him. Yeah. And they did get there and pretty it, quickly. Right. See, I think I mean, you guys are right. I think he was just downstairs. Yeah, maybe. But, but he's up there, you know, talking with John and like talking out this mm -hmm. whole, you know, Antichrist thing coming up. But then he starts hearing noises and the little bowling machines kick on. And then a fly pops up in his eye and it's like, wait, what? <laughs> Uh, that one gets me every time. Yeah. I don't have my problems. Like I can do stuff like with my eyes. I can mess with my eyelashes. Like I, I don't, you know, some people like if you mention oh, yeah. eyes, they freak out, but yep. Seeing the fly crawl out of his eyes, like, nope. It, it kind of is a bit much. And it, it is also right, right on the nose where, you know, John even asked him, he's like, why do you, why do you like bugs? He's like, I just like them. I the think they're neat. He's <laughs> got bugs and yet, inside of him. Right. And now he's going to be killed by them. Yeah, well, yeah, that's just it. John and Angie show up, and uh, they find uh, Ethan or whatever his name is. Uh, Beeman. <laughs> wait, what is it? Beeman. Beeman. Oh, okay. Yeah, Beeman. Oh, like Willie Beeman, like any given Sunday. Okay. Yeah, just like just like Hennessy is an alcoholic. He's Beeman, so B man. <laughs> uh, uh, He's the B man. Got it. Now. Some of these some of these names are kind of like on the nose. <laughs> Ooh. Well, you know, originally uh, the, it was going to be John Istanbul. But, uh, <laughs> Not Constantinople? <laughs> yeah, get it out of your head. I dare you. I dare you. <laughs> you're, uh, you're welcome. <laughs> we then cut to a uh, Mexico guy with the Spear of Destiny uh, stealing an SUV. <laughs> it just, just goes... And, then, and driving to LA. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, get there a little faster. He's at this point he's only like two hours out too, so right? it's like Right. I think it said like hundred and thirty six miles. Yeah. So it's I mean you have you have a demon possessed man driving to the city of angels to have an all out essentially what is a possibly a war to resurrect not even resurrect, but to open a, a doorway for Mummin. <laughs> oh, right. And there's only one man that can save us. Nicholas Cage is <laughs> City of Angels. That's what that movie was about, right? 
I was like, Fun oh, fact. Where, where is the uh, the devil's son going to be born? Do you, is it like, do you really think he's going <laughs> to yeah. go to like Ricky Vic Iceland or is he going to go to fucking Los Angeles? Yeah. No, he's probably going to go to Los Angeles. I mean, fun fact that Nicolas Cage would come save us. Nicolas Cage was actually up for the role of John Constantine. So <laughs> Fun fact, super fun fact. No, <laughs> yeah, I read that too. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm in. But, Could you imagine him going full cage? Yeah. <laughs> oh, full cage is Constantine. The, the, the scene in the uh, in Isabel's room, we're like, oh, you don't think like her sister. Oh, anything, anything. <laughs> he's gonna go to hell, and he's gonna look around. And he's like, why is it burned? Why is it burned? Why is it burned? How did it get burned? How did it get burned? <laughs> Balthazar is played by John Travolta. He's like, you look familiar. <laughs> Guys, we're recasting this thing. Hold on. Lance no, Jackson plays the devil. Oh shit! <laughs> oh, oh, we also get uh, the backstory where uh, apparently Angela used to see things too, not just her sister. <gasps> She's psychic. Yeah, but I haven't done it in like twenty years, so I'm a little rusty. I kept saying I didn't believe it anymore until. It just went away. <laughs> Until, you know, I saw, like, demons and shit the past 24 right. hours. <laughs> to which John tells her, like, this is a good thing. You know, it, it, you're uh, you're safe. If you wander around with me, you're going to die. I mean, that's proven. Two of my best friends have just now died. Yeah. So, uh... Oh, okay. Oh, this is the part where we find out we need a powerful psychic or something to bring the devil back, right? Yeah, yeah. The psychic and the divine okay. intervention or whatever. So Constantine and his two buddies, none of them count as a powerful psychic, even no. though they can Con like. Constantine's not psychic. Uh, the other Constantine... guy just kind of spazzes out a little bit. Well, Beeman, Beeman is psychic, but he, I think his ability is more hearing the voices, especially if he's gonna touch something, because he was running his hands all along the newspapers. So yeah. he's he's hearing like faint voices and getting like psychic readings from things but he's not gonna be seeing the demons he's not really encountering any things i mean even when he was there at the beginning of the movie with the girl who was possessed he kind of backed away he was afraid to even tackle it that's why he called john yeah and yeah, see they're they're like deanna troy instead of tuvok you know oh, I mean? yeah they're okay, okay. they're like they're a, little empath yeah as opposed to psychic yeah they're more they're they're wee little psychic they're wee little sidekicks and they're not gonna they're not gonna do the job they're not they're not angela but yeah. but but john and john john's powers are just like uh he's got riker powers he's just got pure charisma and, <laughs> you know. looks good standing on a chair backwards that's right <laughs> which i think he displays two or three times in this movie just I, that's why i brought it up <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway so angela needs a crash course in becoming a psychic uh drew what how does this happen Oh, the crash course in becoming a psychic? You mean like how she can see if her sister is actually in hell and believing in everything? Well, it's clearly dousing yourself into a uh, a tub full of water and letting John Constantine drown you. Yeah. <laughs> Which I remember very distinctly watching the scene the very first time and going, oh, this is going to turn into seven. Yeah. Turns out he was just—he's just drugging people. There's no and demons. They're hallucinating about it. He's just going around killing fuckers. Now, now picture that with Nicolas Cage as John Constantine. <laughs> I mean, just like that, like huge smiling smirk, looking down at you, holding you underwater. I mean, she clearly knew because she said, "Like, how long is it going to take?" And he's like, "As long as it needs to." 
Yeah. Now put your head underwater. Keep yeah. smiling at me and looking at me. Rattle your fingers like you're bored. Yep. Okay, now freak out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, and, she, and when she freaks out and breaks the tub, it's like, yeah, that that that, that seems about yeah, right. I don't even I don't think like her breaking the tub is from her freaking out. I, I think it's supposed to represent like her coming back from hell. Yeah. Her power. The energy, being the unleashed. force. Yeah. You know, exactly. Her, her becoming Jean Grey and just blasting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she is the Dark Phoenix now. No. This is more believable than that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, 100%. Uh, so, yeah, so then uh, she, like, runs off, too, and, you know... Jumps. Well, she has, she has, like, a Rain Man moment. She's like, someone was here. Someone was here. Yeah. No, no, I didn't believe it, didn't believe it, didn't believe it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Show me the blueprints. Show me the blueprints. Show me the blueprints. Round, round, small, smaller than a ball, smaller than a ball. And that's where she finds the fucking coin yeah. between the great. And I'm thinking, no, Balthazar, it has to have been purposeful and yeah. totally planted. Yeah, yeah he, yeah, he he wanted the... Well, and so this is where, like, I... I believe he purposefully left it behind thinking Constantine is going to bring him the psychic, which he does. It just doesn't go uh-huh. Balthazar's way. We're going to find out. But uh-huh. I feel like it, like, I think Balthazar was waiting. Oh, of course. Of course. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, so they found, found Balthazar's coin um, in, um, oh my God, in, in Beeman's, you know, the Q room back, or whatever. Back yeah. office. Yeah. The Q. Yeah. But then, uh, all right, well, we got to go talk to Balthazar mount up and he pulls out that cross gun <laughs> oh man okay this cross gun is i'm i'm sure in the in the comic book it looks amazing in real life it's uh difficult to translate <laughs> um we probably could figure out exactly what color krylon gold they picked to spray paint this puppy <laughs> Yeah, uh, but, but yeah, it's 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 a shotgun with with a cross and a couple other little crosses like for the sights and stuff. And Google it. <laughs> I'm I'm more confused as to like why they are. I don't know. Like, why is it gold? Why wouldn't it be something that would be? I don't know. Something that is more of a metal that's at least in my understanding, like more religious affiliation affiliation yeah. where you have like pure metals. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Drew, Drew's more of a nickel plated fan. Right? Oh my yeah. God, guys. <laughs> like, I mean, the gun doesn't go very far. We're about to find out like it. Maybe it's like a, it, it's like um, search for the Holy grail, Indiana Jones. They picked the wrong one. They went for the gold one and they were supposed, oh. if they really wanted to stop the devil, they had to go yeah. for the popper's gun. Yeah, they the, had to go for the Glock. Get the guy, the cat of a carpenter. <laughs> I think this is the only like real thing that is a huge drive away from the comics because Constantine was never really one to be using a lot of weapons. He was, or even his magic per se. Like he was more of one to use his like street smarts and, you know, craftiness to try and outdo the actual demons that he was fighting against. And then he would use magic. An action movie, Drew? <laughs> Cute. I didn't. <laughs> they just wanted another, like, imitation of, like, a Max Payne fight scene. That's all they wanted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, so they mount up, go to see Balthazar, uh... It ends up really quickly. Balthazar is like choking John up against a wall. Uh, and then Angie shows up, uh, leaving her necklace behind. Cause you know, it was the one thing she couldn't lose. 
And yeah, he, he literally is here? like, here, wear this for protection. She's like, yeah. all right, take yeah. my jacket off. Whatever you do, don't drop this and don't come out of the van or, you know, whatever. Right. Yeah. Think of this as a bulletproof vest, he tells her. Yeah. And pff, where's your necklace? Oh, I don't know. I must have. What's wrong? Oh, I don't know. I feel kind of. Let me get dragged through an office building. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. OK, so so, yeah, so he's fighting Balthazar and then uh, does he use the like holy hand grenade upside, uh, ah. upside Balthazar's face? Is that what it was? He, like, yeah, he chucks he chucks the little like mini. Uh, they were they were Christmas ornaments uh, yeah. that were decorated and they're like they're filled with uh, holy water from like the River Jordan. And so it's just chucked on his face and it starts to peel away at like this fake you know, I guess like supernatural covering. And he's all like, Oh good. Oh, natural. <laughs> oh, and then uh, John also had the, uh, like holy brass knuckles on with, like, Oh the yeah. yeah. On it or something. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, basically when, uh, Balthazar looks like two face at this point and he's basically like, mm-hmm. uh, it's all, it's all going as planned. Cause you brought the psychic to us. And yeah, that's when Rachel Weiss walks in and, uh, well, Hey guys, what's up? Yeah. Told you to stay in the car. And that's your right. Bitch. And like, did did he really bring her to you? Because I'm pretty sure she drove and she got out of the car and she walked up the road. So she did. John really bring her? Yeah. yeah she, <laughs> I think she did it to she herself. Did that herself. She, yeah, brought totally. she brought John. She brought John. There would definitely be a compelling case towards John's innocence. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, so they get there and they're like, oh, man, he was rambling about, you know, uh, the devil son's going to show up and using the blood of Christ. And that's the stains on the spear of destiny and blah, blah, blah. And then that's, yeah, this is when uh, Angie's like, oh, I don't feel so, <laughs> like, sucked through a building, like, every <laughs> single <laughs> wall. Clack, 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 clack. They do one of my favorite things uh, in movies, and I really do genuinely love this gag where it's uh, it's just the focus. Like, they do a couple of bastion walls and the focus on the empty hall, and then. <laughs> nope. And I guess it's a, uh, it was a, it was a prosthetic body double that was made for her, and it was dragged through um, a miniature office that they built, oh. uh, each time being, you know, projected through the next wall. So it actually wasn't really her. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. She's, she's, she didn't take 85 walls like a stunt woman? Yeah. Right? Right? Weird. This is how you make the money, Rachel Weiss. This is why we need this uh, is... Zoe, what's her name? The Zoe Australian. Bell. Zoe yeah. Bell, yeah. Or there for the podcast, Amy Johnston. Yes. Who was probably 12 when this movie right. came out. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah, she she gets taken out of the building and and you hear her like being flown off like you hear like wing flaps and stuff but it just looks back at the building and john like staring out the hole like oh well there she goes shaking his <laughs> fist she goes <laughs> <laughs> yeah so john uh instantly goes to papa uh papa midnight so uh, i was gonna say papa monday for some reason uh papa Mid- papa murphy's uh to get, no, <laughs> get a take and bake and go to a chair that's right <laughs> get him on the chair and uh luckily uh what the chair does now you guys may be wondering this chair we've been talking about it building it up uh basically it just rewinds the movie so he can see the uh guy from mexico getting the spear of destiny and then uh oh he's at the hospital now yeah it gives him uh it, it gives him the uh sight omnip- beyond sight drew right. was it the omni- omnipotent uh uh protagonist or whatever 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, the omni- the omnipotent one. Yeah, the all knowing. I mean, essentially, like, I don't understand how or why that works into it. But yeah, he sits down in old Sparky, gets electrocuted, and he's able to. Right. Backtrack and see events that have unfolded and where this guy is now. Nothing to explain that it's somehow tracking the spear, the individual. I it's guess just, maybe it's, that's it's what the you, questions you have. Yeah. yeah, it's the it's the questions that you have. But more so, I want to know what what is Papa Midnight's like location exactly? Because he has this beautiful storage facility, possibly filled with, again, more of the Beatty's <laughs> like evil demonic museum material <laughs> inside. Uh, well, well, well he under- also has a location in Las Vegas and it's actually uh, partnered with Zach Bagans from Ghost Adventures. <laughs> there we go. There See, we go. Uh, what, wasn't it like underground? Isn't it like an under his underground Right. It, it, yeah, yeah, I think they went even lower. So I'm thinking like, and this is a beautiful place that he has like all structured up in there. So, I don't know. I'm more intrigued to, like, just take a tour with Papa Midnight. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, that's the spinoff. Yeah. Papa After Midnight. Wait. I mean, he's the, only one, he's the only one who's been playing by the rules, so. It's true. It's true. Until now. Yeah. Oh! He's helped out Constantine. Yeah, so, uh, so then we cut to uh, the hospital where apparently Angie is just dropped off by the dragon or whatever took her across the town into the pool. <laughs> the, the same way that her sister fell through the glass. Yeah. Which, frankly, no one has, like, covered up that opening since the girl committed no, suicide I mean, there. Okay, it, <laughs> no one's fixed it, the glass. It's on the way. It's only been, like, 48 hours. So, like, all the stuff's going to be shipped. It was a three-day weekend, you know, Martin Luther King weekend or something. Mm, so. It's really inconvenient when people kill themselves on weekends. You know how hard yeah. it is to get cross-shaped glass? Why does it always happen during the holidays? <laughs> Damn Arbor Day. It takes more lives than anyone wants to give it credit for. <laughs> so, so yeah so yeah when she drops into the pool she then like wakes up and like instantly like draws her gun like ah ah where the fuck am i what happened i was i was being dragged through an office building yeah uh, i was more comfortable there take me back comes up out of the world. yeah so she uh gets in a fight with this demon in the pool um and well it's the guy who was carrying the spear Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah, it was yeah, that guy. Yeah. Okay. And she unloads like 30 rounds into him. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those guns. Bottomless yeah, it's work one... night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then we get a scene where uh, Shia LaBeouf drops uh, across into the, like, the water tank for the, the hospital. And, mm, which, uh, which he gets from Papa Midnight. Papa Midnight double helps, not only with the chair, but giving him this blessed cross. Oh, yeah. There we go. And he then, gets uh, a blessed cross as uh, Papa Midnight double crosses the dark side. Oh, oh the next movie is just going to be called Papa, Can You Hear Me? <laughs> <laughs> Starring Barbara Streisand and Jimon Hansen. Look at that great commercial. It'll be just like when they introduce Ultron. It'll be like, Papa, can you hear me? <laughs> there are no strings on me. Oh my god, oh my god, it was so bad, it was so bad. (laughs) I will never forgive them for that. (laughs) Uh, So, so yeah, so yeah, Constantine uh, basically goes to, I don't know, the the dining room or the mess hall or whatever they call it in the hospital. Um, The cafeteria? Yeah, the cafeteria, there we go. 
And uh, there's just like a bunch of demons there, like, I don't know, kind of waiting around. Just Duh, it's the baby shower for baby devil. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. They're like, what did you get them? <laughs> Come on. They were having like coffee and snacks. It was definitely a baby shower. Oh, wait, you guys just got frankincense and myrrh? I got gold. Damn it. <laughs> we had a $25 limit. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, Constantine walks in and he says, go to hell and like sets off the sprinklers oh no he tells them like you all have 10 seconds oh, to yeah, go to right. hell yeah. and they're just like what yeah what and then you all get out come of on, here. they're like holy water <laughs> <laughs> i love the reaction time there she's just like holy water and you can see like her face is peeling away and then it's the screams yeah. <laughs> then the screams Oh, and then we get Constantine pulling out that uh, that cross gun and going John Wick Woo! on some bitches. <laughs> yeah, we got this little scene of uh, Angie in hell. And then, mm. uh, yeah, they get to the pool and then we see Demon Angie coming up out of the pool. What? Yeah, no! well, because she, uh, she killed the messenger, so she became him. That's right. See, I'm wondering, I'm wondering, like, how Maman got, like, to possessing her. There was, there was the random scene where she was underwater, yet in a position where she was kind of, you know, crotch to crotch, in a sense. Yeah. And I'm thinking, like, did he, did he rape her under the water? Is he sexually And that's how, I I mean, he is the son of the devil. He is is a son, and he does, he does need to be born. So they cut out the scene where... Mexico German guy came across the border and <laughs> raped Rachel Weiss. Is that what you're implying, Drew? <laughs> yeah, that's totally what I'm implying. Thank you, Steve. Could, couldn't even get it out of my mouth without realizing how fucking horrible it was. Uh, well, thank God they cut that part out and never has to be spoken of again. <laughs> so, so, all right. So, yeah, so we got Demon Angie in the pool and, uh, John and uh, Chaz, <laughs> Jesus, Shia LaBeouf. It's the worst. Like it's the worst name. Yeah, they're uh, they they basically pin her down and uh, you know begin exercising her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was they- get, I was getting big uh, supernatural vibes when they started doing the Latin together. Oh yeah, or Boondock Saints, yeah. <laughs> or Boondock Saints, yeah. Other <laughs> Vertis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and then we see, okay, there yeah, we see Mammon or whatever, like basically trying to rip out of her belly, and I'm like, oh shit, time for a hashtag excerpt portion, ah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically, like, okay, well, ooh, ooh, we really, uh, really calmed that one down, didn't we? Uh, didn't we, Chaz? Yeah, yeah, good job. And then Chaz gets tossed all around the fucking room, like. Roof, floor, roof, floor, wall. He doesn't even get to finish his line that he'd been practicing since the beginning of the movie. This is Chaz. This is Chaz Kramer, asshole. He gets to like, yeah, because this is Chaz Crook. <laughs> Chaz <laughs> And it's ceiling. Yeah, right. Ceiling floor, ceiling floor, ceiling floor. <laughs> Getting whipped around like Hulk has him by the ankle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then uh, this is when John pulls out the big guns. Finally, he rolls his sleeves back and he pulls out these forearm tattoos we didn't know existed. Oh, ah! wait, he could do this the whole time? 
the white as he needs the Gatling cross gun and and dragon's breath and well apparently uh correct me if i'm wrong him doing that just basically has gabriel show up like calls gabriel to him so he 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 keeps muttering like into the light into the light into the light and so it it makes it almost like it forces gabriel to be seen because gabriel's not seen when you know uh the magic is used on chaz to kill him it's not it's not seen when it's used to uh, essentially draw angela through the walls of the entire building and then outward uh, okay okay yeah okay. so i mean i i think it's i don't know if it's the fact that gabriel can like turn invisible yeah, or they Gabriel has uh, that predator cloaking technology and they just there you go see. okay <laughs> okay that makes sense and that makes sense of course with the flying off and stuff okay cool i i I, yeah, I just realized now, like, oh, yeah, the wings. Okay, it's Gabriel, not a... Well, but we had flying soldier demons before, Oh, well, that's just so... it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, the Gabriel makes more sense. Good point. Yeah. Um, also, Good this job, is Drew. where we get angelic chaps. Yeah! Oh, yeah. Gabriel's outfit. Mm. <laughs> oh, okay, so, yeah, so Gabriel's there, and, like, her, uh, it and John are talking. <laughs> and uh, Them and John. Yeah, them and John. And like, why Why did you do this? Why did you betray us like this? Like, well, I did it because you guys could repent. And we can't as angels. And You're it's the just only not creature fair. in the entire universe that can repent. You can do all kinds of terrible things and just say you're sorry before you die. And yeah. God's like, oh, that's cool, bro. No hard feelings. <laughs> and I was and, like, uh, that's, a, that's a bit I of a I want stretch, you guys right? to... Uh, Oh, not in the cat for the Catholics. Yeah, well, well, no, I mean, but I mean, like that—that's why you're doing it. That's that's the only reason. Well, Gabriel wants us to prove we can be better than that, and so descending the world into darkness is going to force people to become true believers, and then therefore their like their faith is just going to be so much stronger. Right, okay. because anyone anyone who's like Gabriel and like a half you know a half breed, and has to like prove themselves like, to sure. God, I mean. I mean, according to Gabriel, like us as human beings are not worthy of his love. Like we don't necessarily earn it. And that's just a, I don't know, like a, a party pooper for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How come you have to be God's favorite? We're the ones who helped him like build the earth and stuff. I'm the one who has to live with like a hundred eyes. <laughs> and nine <laughs> wings. And, you know. Yeah. Being made of fucking circles. God's first draft. <laughs> I'm super Brilliant. religious guys yeah <laughs> it's in the bible look it up and then forward it to me because it may not be there um. <laughs> so yeah so then uh, Gabriel blows in John's face and sends him flying across the room just <sighs> yeah and then uh, John uh, John asks for help but instead he finds a piece of glass how does it help, babe? Well, he plays with it first for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, wait, I have an idea. I'm going to cut my wrists. What? <laughs> yep. Uh, I got to oh. call in backup. <laughs> yeah. Opens up those wrists and releases the tattoos further inside of him. No, just. Uh... <laughs> Which, by, by the way, like, it's like, oh, okay, he's going to kill himself. Wouldn't 
doesn't bleeding out through the wrists take a little while? I mean, especially when it's just like, well, again, well, is this R-rated or PG-13? Just like a little like, shink, shink, okay, and I'm going to die. And, and oh. like, he, while he's doing this, Gabriel's like, hey, here's Spear of Destiny. Hey, look, there's uh, the Devil's Baby and the Devil's Baby Monoma. <laughs> I'm going to go release this thing. I'm going to go perform a C-section. Yeah. Right. I, I think it depends on exactly where you're going to cut yourself on your arms. And especially, I, I don't know, many factors can help, I guess, quicken the process but he's not gonna die in the time in which it would obviously be needing the help of uh our next special guest yes <laughs> so yeah so he's bleeding out and gabriel's walking closer and closer to the demon baby to perform that c-section and then time stops <sighs> who comes to the party babe Cypher himself! <laughs> Louis Cypher. Louis Cypher! <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, Peter Stormare as the devil shows up and walks up to John and is like, <laughs> you stupid uh, son of a bitch. You were no, the one. <laughs> You're no. the only human I'd come to Earth to personally bring down. Yep. Oh. The entire outfit is perfect. Oh, so the good. the the stark white outfit, the the soiled bot, the the goopy like tar ridden feet. It's just it's just so sleazy, yet just painted perfectly. Okay, okay. I, I I just love his depiction of the devil. Peter Stormare is excellent, 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 excellent in so many roles at playing incredibly well put together and respectable while also being just the sleaziest piece of scum in the room mm-hmm. <laughs> like he walks that he can walk that balance so perfectly where it's like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna mess with that guy total respect but also you <laughs> yeah. right yep so we uh so he lights a cigarette for john because you know john's having problems Here, since he opened up his forearms he cut, cut the tendons mistake. a lot of people cut their tendons when yeah. they uh, slice their wrists yep <laughs> that's right kids if you're gonna cut your wrist do it right no uh <laughs> like the crow says do it the right way <laughs> so then uh then john's like oh yeah hey how's the family uh, it's good it's good <laughs> have, have you checked on junior lately uh what do you mean oh he's uh, right he's over in, there he's in the room next door with hanging out with gabriel and the spear eh Oh, I love I love when he gets down in front of his face and he's all like, "What's another one of your cons?" It's like, "Come on, Lou, you've waited twenty years for me. What's another twenty seconds?" Yeah, <laughs> and then he just he just like he hisses and just like, <laughs> it's like I will like I can almost taste you. I'll be right back. Yep. And then he does a three D door shatter. <laughs> I'm in the room, <laughs> but all the pieces just hang in the air. Yep. He walks up, and guys, Lucifer's the hero of this movie, because he Little saves bitch. Angie. Just whips him, whips her right out from under the spear, and Gabriel brings it down. Ching. Oh <gasps> yeah, 
And uh, Steve sort of missed this part, but I like that Angie's totally unconscious. Like, she's got her, like, I'm infected Mm -hmm. with a demon makeup on. But then you see in the reflection with the water on the the floor, the demon struggling in Lucifer's arms. Yeah. Yeah, I totally missed that because after, you know, then he basically watches over to Gabriel. Well, Gabriel starts to, like, you know, he he tells Gabriel, it says, like, this world is mine in time. And Gabriel's starting to like, you know, back up fearful yet still trying to like provoke him in a way. And so like most unclean fallen one. He's like, mm, I do miss the old names. Yeah. <laughs> Such a beautiful scene. And, you know, part of dialogue. But when she, when uh, Gabriel start, comes back and tries to punch him in the face, says, I will smite thee with his blessing. Stops mid motion. He's like, Oh, 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 looks like someone doesn't have your back. <laughs> and then Gabriel gets smoten. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, such, oh, such a good scene. And uh, yeah, and Junior gets thrown through the floor. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. He just <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's almost as good as Galadriel sending Sauron back to Mountain Doom. Just send <laughs> you all the way back. <laughs> So then uh, the devil goes back over to John and is like, all right, what do you want? You want, like, an extension or something? Or what's this all about? Why'd you help me? I just want her sister to go to heaven. Instead of me. (laughs) All right. Well, you were going to hell anyway. Why should I do that? Yeah, pretty much. It's like, all right. Cool. Done. All right. Time to go, John. Girl, like, grabs him by his ankle and starts dragging him. <laughs> but then, uh, then it stops. Like, oh, oh, sorry, John, you must oh, be, uh... He sinks into the floor. Yeah, you're, like, stuck on something? What is this? What? What, <laughs> what is it? And then, and then this light starts emanating in the room. Like, what? Oh, sacrifice. God bless it. And, uh... <laughs> Oh, it's the, the claws. <laughs> the claw. <laughs> and yeah, the claw, and, uh, claw comes down from heaven and takes John up. Uh, but of course, John then flips off the devil. As what, would. what more beautiful scene do you need? I, I can't think of another movie where someone gets to flip off Satan and have that look of like, <laughs> you almost. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but the best part is like then he like stops and it's like oh, oh what 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 what's happening? I'm I'm still flipping him off. Can we can we hurry this thing up? And then <laughs> and then that's when the devil's like, no, not so fast. Yeah, I'm gonna give you another chance to prove that you're worthy of hell. And like reaches in and like pulls the cancer out of his lungs or whatever, so he lives. Because that was the problem, right? That's why he was dying, not the open forearms. It was the no. It was it was the cancer. The, okay. Well, the cancer. Well, the cancer was killing him. The cancer was why he was going to die. But even if you know Satan were to, I guess, fix the arms, he would still have the cancer. So I guess everything that he takes out of him, all the badness. <laughs> yeah, right, well, I'm, well, I'm going to give you another twenty years to prove whether you're worthy of hell or heaven. Oh, that's just it. Yeah. He's like, no, no, no. You're going to live because I know you're going to fuck this up. Yeah, I've been yeah. watching you, John Constantine. <laughs> you don't get to repent on your deathbed. <laughs> yeah, Ellie, and this is where I've written down. Oh, Angie's alive now too. Okay, cool. 
<laughs> she's fine now. All right. And what of the devil baby? Yeah, because apparently I missed the getting what of the devil, know, what spiked of the devil back baby? to hell or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Go to your room. <laughs> no. <laughs> so then uh, what happens from here? Oh, yeah, we go see uh, Gabriel, who's uh, in the pool and basically like... Uh, what do you want to do, John? You feeling a uh, feeling a little vengeful, huh? Huh? Just okay, shoot me, jo- shoot John, me, bitch. John goes. Uh, <laughs> you don't deserve to be human. Oh, that's right. And, uh, you, Blake... you could kill me. Just pull the trigger. Just do it. Be the vengeful hand of God. <laughs> Instead, uh, yeah, John punch, pun- punches Gabriel in the face. Yeah. That's called pain. <laughs> Get used oh, to it. Fuck. Yeah. So then we uh, then we cut to the rooftop because. Why the fuck not? Yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Maybe Angie was uh, contemplating another dive. I, I don't know what. But but yeah, we're back at the rooftop because that's the, the best scene. Uh, and John gives the spear to, to Angie and is like, hey, hide this. And uh, don't, don't even let me know where it's at. Just just make sure it's good and hidden. Well, because it's one of the rules. Yep. He can't even know where it is. And then start getting a little closer. A little closer, just oh, yeah. looking at each other's faces. Oh, yeah. And then they just walk away, and I'm like, oh, thank God we don't have to see the lake house kiss again. That, was, that, uh. was... <laughs> that would be the way to end this movie. <laughs> and then we get John there on the rooftop looking over his city. It's my city. No. Um, and, and like, I guess God has a plan for all of us, even if we don't like it or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then he starts uh, chewing on some tobacco or something. Roll credits. <laughs> yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that's constant. Wait! <gasps> Drew, did you see the post-credit sequence on this? I did. Oh, uh, well, please enlighten us. Well, as it's been some time now and his faithful apprentice Chaz did die uh, from uh, Gabriel's attack, John... Tells him that he's uh he's done a good job. By the way, and he's the biggest earned... fucking headstone like ever. Like family sized tombstone, right? <laughs> <laughs> this thing's like I half mean, a city it, block. Right. It's 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 a massive headstone, and he almost gives, you know, almost a worthy performance from like, you know, saving private Ryan, where he's all like, You've earned this. You've earned this. <laughs> and he starts to walk away, but you know, again, flutter, flutter, flutter. <laughs> and we see Angel Shiloh LaBeouf? <laughs> yeah. That'll do, Chaz. That'll do. And then Chaz flies off. By the way, Chaz doesn't, like, smile or wink or shoot him, like, finger guns or anything. He sort of just, gl- <laughs> he just glares at him and then, like, flies away. Like, I wonder, is the sequel going to be, like, Constantine versus Chaz the yeah. angel? Yeah, Chaz is like, why the fuck do you make me an angel? <laughs> this is bullshit. Uh, but yeah, you like the idea uh, of angels shooting finger guns. Yeah, so choo, choo, choo. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. yeah. So yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that's Constantine. Woo! Uh, uh, Drew, Woo! would you recommend this movie? I would very much recommend this movie. I mean, it didn't get like such high praise when it originally came out, and though not a huge monetary success, it did make a small profit for it. But I don't think that's the point of this. I think you get to see. Keanu Reeves, you know, portrayal of a beloved comic book character. You get to see a really cool version of, you know, the devil. And Tilda Swinton, who doesn't want that? Yeah, how about you, babe? 
Oh, absolutely. Especially, like I said, like now that we've had a chance to see more of Keanu's like body of work, I think it's less stiff than we all thought it might have been back in the day. Like we have more, we have more uh, context for for yeah. Keanu <laughs> in general. And yeah, this is sort of like a weird, fun, like dark popcorn movie. Like I want something a little gothy, but I kind of just want gothitot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I'd recommend it too. It, it's 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 pretty good. It's not the best, but it's definitely not the worst. Yeah. Fan four stick. Yeah. All right. Uh, on that note, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. <gasps> when we come back, mm-hmm. we have more beer, <gasps> fun facts, Ooh. and what we learned from Constantine. <gasps> hey everybody, join us on April 10th when we'll be hosting Podcart Fest, a celebration of podcasting and art. With so many incredible artists of all kinds being affected by the pandemic and shutting down of festivals in general, uh, we wanted to bring them together to one incredible virtual festival and give you the opportunity to interact with them directly in their virtual booth, uh, witness them demonstrate their marvelous skills on our live stream, show off some of their new products in their shops, and just have a great fun time in general at Podcart Fest. For the latest information, please follow us at Podcart Fest on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Podcart Fest. That's P-O-D-C-A-R-T-F-E-S-T, where you can stay up to date on which podcasters, crafters, actors, painters, directors, creators, and more will be featured. Oh, did I mention it's free? Because Podcart Fest is free. So you can pass that admission fee right along to an artist who needs your help in these desperate times and have a bunch of fun with some amazing personalities while getting some unique gifts and art for yourself or a loved one. Uh, see you soon at Podcart Fest, hosted by Everything I Learned from Movies. I love the smell of movies in the morning. There's no feeling in podcasts. There's no feeling in podcasts. This podcast will be quite operational when your friends subscribe. Feels. Real feels. Not the feels. Not the feels. Out of all the podcasts I've encountered, Real Feels was the most human. Hey, it's Drew. And Nathan. And Jack. Hey, guys, and we're the Real Feels Podcast. We come to you every other Wednesday with a brand new movie of a different genre every single time. So make sure to catch us on iTunes, Podbean, and any other podcatcher out there. You're the realist. And the feelist. Come to yeah. Hey, everybody. This is Jason. And Jeff. And Blake. And we're the History of Bad Ideas Podcast. And if you like hearing uh, geeks talk about Fisto from He-Man. Or zombies or dragons or zombie dragons. I was given copy to read, but it's a piece of crap. So if you just like any geek or any fun stuff, just listen. We drop every Wednesday on iTunes, Stitcher, Tangent Bound Network, or WeBeGeeksPC.com. Oh, God, I'm out of here. And remember to wear a coat. We're happy to have you with us this evening and want you to enjoy every minute of your stay here. Listen to me. Please listen. If you don't, if you won't, if you fail to understand, then the same incredible terror that's menacing me will strike at you! Are you ready to enter the sci-fi double feature drive-in? Every month we hold a special double feature with a very interesting theme thought up by your host, the conspiracy-loving Elisa, and yours truly, Jarrett the Kaiju Man Wegelin. We discuss giant monsters, little monsters, genetic abominations, robots gone awry, aliens coming to Earth, cryptids, and anything in between. So join us at the sci-fi double feature drive-in podcast every first and third Thursday of the month. And don't forget to stop by our snack bar first. Hi, this is Dana Gould, and you're listening to Everything I Learned from Movies on your radio, phone, computer, television, 
or record player. And we're back. Oh my god, Steve, those are the greatest ads that ever added in the history of adding. Oh, she said it. They get better every week. <laughs> That's right. Oh, especially that Real Feels podcast. I don't know oh. if you guys heard about them. Mm-hmm. Guys, it's so good. I hope we can get them on our show sometime. Yeah, that'd, be, that'd be sweet. <laughs> that Drew guy especially. Huh? How about you, Drew? Oh. Would you like to have the Real Feels guys on your podcast? I don't know. Maybe. I hear. I hear... I hear that Drew's kind of a jerk, but he's <laughs> but he's handsome, so maybe that's the double. Yeah, that, that's what gets you the downloads is the the looks. I mean, you yep, say he's yep. a jerk, and I have read his cat's blog, so. <laughs> Frodo, you have a blog? <laughs> oh come on! You didn't know he was trending on Reddit. <laughs> it's one cat to rule them all. <laughs> You know, this wouldn't surprise me. The late night, you know, scampering about. All I can hear is that bell. Little did I know he's pounding away at a keyboard. Oh, but I don't know about you guys. Uh, I'm excited for this next beer. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh. From TF Brewing. It is Das Doppelbach. Yeah. An 8% German style lager. One of Steve's favorite kinds of beers of all time. Oh, absolutely. Drew, uh, are, uh, have you tried a Doppelbach before? Uh, I have not. I have not. I'm I'm very few and far uh, from liking a lot of beers, so I don't tend to frequent uh, quite a few. Nice. Well, on that note, I'm just going to pop my top here. Oh, my top. Ooh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> and the poor... Oh, this is a beautiful, super clear, golden brown beer. Little, almost even a little red on there. A little auburn colored. Lots of tiny bubbles. Tiny bubbles make me happy. <laughs> Quite effervescent. <laughs> oh yeah, oh. very malt forward. Yeah, the smells just like malty and like almost pretzely, biscuity. Yeah, you just got a little bit of like caramel and like a little date and stuff on it. But yeah, this one in particular is a little little biscuity. Has a little of that maillard. Mm. Yeah, if you're not a huge beer person, particularly because it's sort of like bitter in that, Box and Doppelbox, really a lot of the like traditional German styles, I think are really good avenues to go uh, pursue because they're not hop forward. Like they're more about celebrating the malts and that without being too sweet. Mm, there you go. Ah, well, would anybody be interested in any fun facts? Are they super yeah. fun facts? Because they're fun, fun facts? They are! <laughs> oh. Alright guys, Rotten Tomatoes. Oh my. Uh, Drew, what do you think the critics thought of Constantine? Well, I know that uh, Roger Ebert said it was one of his most hated films. Ooh. So, I'm going to say that it didn't do well with critics. Right, and if you were to guess a percentage out of 100, what do you think it would be? I'm going to give it a 34. How about you, babe? Yeah, people did not like this when it came out, which I didn't understand all the hate, but yeah, right. um, I'm going to say 42 because I think people in the modern era have come back to it. Izzy wins 46% with Ooh, the critics, shit. but nobody cares about the critics. <laughs> what about the audience score? <laughs> Drew, any guesses for the audience? Audience score, I'm going to go a little bit higher. I'm going to say 72. Babe? Uh, I'm going to say that there's probably some sort of weird subcult Constantine fan club, because I think I know people <laughs> who are in it. Uh, so I'm going to say 81. 
Drew was right on at 72%. Ooh! Oh, shit. Uh, $100 million budget. U.S. grossed 76 million, but worldwide grossed 230.9 million. Uh, so yeah, made a little bit of money, but mm-hmm. yeah, not a whole lot. And uh, as Drew mentioned, uh, originally Tarsim Singh was attached to direct. You may know their work from uh, like Cell and uh, that Jennifer Lopez Cell movie. Was that the person that did Gods? Of- no, that was Alex Proyas that did Gods of Egypt. Uh, what has Tarsim Singh done? I have no idea. In the last 20 years. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Mirror Mirror oh, in Mirror, 2012. Mirror. Yeah, there we go. 2012. And then the uh, the Selfless movie with uh, Ryan Reynolds, where he uh, trades the body with uh, Ben Kingsley. Ooh, and Immortals. Okay, there we are. Yeah, so from the director of the Immortals or whatever comes... Uh, it could be interesting. Uh, but also, Nicolas Cage was set to star, which would have been amazing. Oh, so good. Um, however, the director said that, quote, With Cage, I cannot make the film I wanted to. So soon <clears throat> after, Tarsim left the picture, and Cage did as well. What could have been? <laughs> uh, the Spear of Destiny prop is the same one used in the Hellboy movie from 2004. Hmm. Oh! Yeah. Uh, and as Drew mentioned, the holy hand grenades were actually Christmas ornaments filled with water. There you go. <laughs> and uh, Peter Stormare actually originally auditioned for the role of Balthazar. Really? Yeah. All right. I could have seen that. Instead I of... liked him as Satan better, though. Yeah. Yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, as Drew mentioned, yeah, the uh, costume designed um, it was actually made by Peter Stormare uh, with the uh, off-white linen suit and tar dripping down from his feet. And then, yeah, the producer and director had initially wanted, quote, leather pants, bare chested, and a dog collar with spikes and tattoos over Stormare's face and chest. Yeah, no, that wouldn't have yeah. worked. Yeah, it was much better. Much better. Oh, I was going to say, I thought it was really interesting in this movie, like, costume design-wise, that our, like, our heroes, our, you know, our, our good guys, quote-unquote, are all wearing a lot of black. Yeah. And then all mm-hmm. of our yeah, yeah. bad guys... You know, the the righteous ones are all wearing a lot of white. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Guys, there's a couple good cameos in this movie, too. Yeah! Uh, Michelle Monaghan. Babe, do you know who that is? Who's she, Steve? Uh, the girl from Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Sometimes I think, like, what, what would you have seen that she might be in? Um, <laughs> uh, Sometimes you're like, oh, yeah, no, you know her. She's in... Nothing you've seen. Never yeah, mind. Yeah, you she's don't know in, her. Never mind. That won an Academy Award. You know. <laughs> People all be like, "Who's that guy who's second from the left in the background?" I'm like, I don't know. Oh, he was a bad guy on Murder She Wrote. <laughs> yeah, right. Remember that episode where the clam chowder went bad? No. Uh, but she can briefly be seen in a hospital scene as the one who exclaims, "Holy water!" That's her. Oh. That's Michelle Monaghan. Uh, her character, Ellie, originally had a larger role, but her scenes can be found in the deleted scenes section of the DVD. So All right. Uh, also, okay, there's a cameo in this movie from Domino herself, Domino Harvey. Yes, oh, the Jesus. model slash bounty hunter that the movie Domino, horrible, uh, is based on. She <laughs> makes a cameo at Papa Midnight's bar. Uh, she is seated at a table as an angel with a demon nibbling her ear. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes sense. Ugh. 
There were a couple of gals in there that I'm like, huh, that kind of looks like Domino. (laughs) Turns out one of them actually was. Well, you know, when when a girl's not like the other girls, they tend to look like Domino. (laughs) When's that coming on the podcast, Steve? Hopefully never. (laughs) (laughs) But Steve, you you got it in that uh, mystery bag. Why don't you? No, I'm I'm good. All right. So the real question, though. Yeah. What did we learn from Constantine? Uh, (gasps) Drew is our guest. Would you like to go first? Sure. So I I learned that obviously setting up your apartment anywhere near a bowling alley or even inside of a bowling alley is not a good idea because demons will get you. They will find you. (laughs) They're they're drawn to lanes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That seems about that seems right. Uh, How about you, babe? Um, I learned uh, I don't like flies in my eyes. (laughs) <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Yeah. Uh, I learned Lucifer saved the day in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like yeah. more so than Constantine did. I mean, Constantine is the one who, like, who brought the devil and his son back together, reunited them here on Earth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and ex- exposed the plot against the devil <laughs> and or God, and you know, the, yeah, okay. Hey, the, you know what? That's what else I learned from this movie. Don't cross your dad. Yeah. If he's got a plan, don't fuck with it. <laughs> How about you, Drew? Anything else? I'm I'm gonna say that uh, you know no 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 I th- I, I like the I like the don't cross your dad thing. That's probably one of the better things that you're gonna learn from this. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, dad has a plan. <laughs> I learned uh, cats are the gateway to hell. Oh yeah. Mm. This is true. Look deep into their eyes and get sucked into the bowels of hell. (laughs) I also uh, came up with the term exorbortion and was kind of proud of myself for that one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Drew, thank you so much for joining us here on Everything I Learned From Movies. Uh, I understand you also have a podcast? Yeah, I do. I do. So uh, I am one of three co-hosts for The Real Feels Podcast. We uh, come out every other Wednesday on really any of any of your favorite podcatchers out there. We are another movie review uh, podcast, much like the amazing Everything I Learned from Movies. Yeah, that's us. Uh, yeah, that's you guys. <laughs> However, our, our little niche is uh, we focus on a different movie genre every single time. And uh, we have yet to, to repeat a movie genre since... Uh, incorporating the gi- the giant list of movie genres that I just keep adding to. Yeah, was it like 300 <laughs> or so you were up to now? It's uh it was it was 252, I think is what it's at. Oh jeez. <laughs> it might be it, I've I've lost track. Point is <laughs> there's enough to go around. Nice. Ah. Oh, sounds excellent. And, and where can we find that again? Uh, our favorite podcatchers under Real Feels Podcast. Uh, Real Feels Podcast, you can go to, you know, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, uh, Spotify as well. I believe we're now on uh, Amazon Music, so you can actually get us also on your Alexa. <laughs> However, you might have to actually type that in, because every time I talk to my Alexa to play Real Feels Podcast, it plays something else. Yeah. Hey, so. <laughs> hey, Alexa, download all Real Feels Podcast. <laughs> just for our, our listeners out there that are now shutting us down um, <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh uh, on twitter you can find us at real Phil's pod or just you know if you just google the real Phil's podcast you'll find us folks don't worry 
<laughs> we are out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whether you like it or not. <laughs> uh, babe, are you on social media at all? I am. You can find me everywhere at Untidy Venus. That's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping. I'm on Etsy and Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and all of the things. Uh, you can also find my Etsy shop directly at untidyvenus.etsy.com, where I have all kinds of fun stuff. And if you use promo code, I believe, RealFeels, uh, oh. you can save 15% off at checkout. Oh my gosh. Girl. <laughs> Excellent. And of course, uh, coming up on April 10th, we have the first Podcart Fest. That's a uh, virtual festival we're having, a celebration of podcasting and art, mostly uh, mm. artists during these uh, times where, you know, real life festivals have been shut down. So we're having a virtual yeah. one that's as interactive as possible. It's going to be fantastic. Check it out at Podcart Fest. That's P O D C A R T F E S T on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Woo! And uh, if you haven't already, Check out EILF Movies. That's everything I learned from movies. Uh, they're also on those. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> uh, so until next time, I'm Steve. I'm Izzy. I'm Drew. And this is Everything, everything I, learned I Learned From, from movies. movies. Have a good night, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>